Good morning, everybody. It is Tino Killed It here. And I'm going to get into a topic um, that I really want to talk about for this episode. But before I even get into that, um, I need to just say that today is a very important date for me. Um, it's a very important day for me, and it's a very important day for a dear friend of mine, Rack, as well. Um, so... About a year and a half ago, me and Rack had uh, moved in together. Uh, we were sharing a place together. And uh, we lived together for quite some time. Um, when I was in the process of moving to Citrus Heights, I was moving in with another buddy of mine um, for numerous reasons. And upon me moving out, uh, obviously there was a need to fill for a roommate in the situation of the house that me and Rack were occupying. Well, um, the roommate who happened to take the place of me, um, was in a very desperate situation as far as needing to find housing immediately for not only her, but for her children who had also been abandoned. So we took them in. Um, I kept my name on the lease to help with this person as the struggle also pertained not having a current job and not having the best credit history to be able to establish, you know, tenant rights somewhere. Um, upon the first month or so of this arrangement, um, things started changing very drastically around the house. Um, things that me and Rack weren't necessarily favorable of. Um, as we were trying to resolve this issue internally to have this person removed. Um, thanks to the legal system and the way everything went down during the pandemic, this person was giving tenant rights without ever having their name on a lease or any sort of validation to prove that they were a tenant. And so this is something that we have been dealing with since back in, fuck, man, this is like May now. And as of today, which the official date is October 21st, it's Wednesday, Wednesday, October 21st. This is roughly about, man little bit over five months now that we've been working on this, almost going into the sixth month. And as of today, that chapter is finally closed. I can't begin to explain to you guys the amount of relief that is going on in my head right now. <laughs> what I what I feel in my heart, what I feel in my chest, what like the amount of relief of this all has been very I honestly can't find the words, but I drained out my whole, my whole life savings. I drained out every last penny that I had attached to my name, um, to keep everything in good standing for not only for me and rack, but also for our landlord who in the beginning of this whole process had given us the place on good faith. We hadn't done anything to warrant for our landlord to actually deem us the place initially. So for these kind of processes to go through what they've gone through, um, it, it's very unfortunate. 
And it's very undeserving of not only myself and Rack, but also for our landlord as well. Um, but like I said, man, as of today, that's officially done. And I have to say that that was by far the biggest thing plaguing me throughout all of this. Uh, every Everything that has been going on with this pandemic and everything like that was just only further exasperated by the fact of dealing with this situation the whole entire time. There were plenty of other issues and plenty of other things that need to be worked on. And so because of that, I constantly felt myself working through a list of chores, essentially, and tasks that I didn't really want to, <laughs> but I knew it was kind of the best thing to do. And it was good because it kept myself very focused in a time where I very much needed to be and allowed me to be able to play the part patiently until things have now turned the tides into our favor. Um, it It's a really shitty situation and I don't want to really explain much more than that because there's so many, there's so many levels to this particular situation and just out of respect for the parties that are involved, I just feel that it's nest it's it's necessary to just leave it at that. It's been a really it's been a really tough path for me, guys. It I, I can't even begin to tell you the emotional distress that's been going through both Rack and myself as far as just dealing with this situation, you know? Um, and it's a good thing that, yeah, like me and her have as solid of a friendship as we have, like, cause that's what kept us going through this whole thing. As much as me and her were butting heads with each other and things like that throughout this whole, you know, these circumstances, cause it was, well, this person's telling me this, well, this person's telling me this, well, this person's telling me this, well, this person's telling me this and us not being able to get full answers on things that we needed created issues for not only just us, but again, the property owner as well as, hell, even the police department who had to get involved in this whole situation. So it very much is such a relief for both of us that this chapter is now finally closed. And there were some great memories attached to that house, and we'll forever remember those memories and cherish those memories for the rest of our lives. But there will always be that sour taste in our mouth from this whole ordeal. And like I said, man, I'm just really happy it's done. <laughs> so happy it's done. All right. Now we can start the episode. Now, what I really want to talk about is careers or yeah, careers and passions and how the two should intertwine but why they don't always. Um, now, the way I'm going to start this is by talking about my dear friend, Rack. Um, she probably hates it when I tell this story, but it, her story really is one of my favorites to tell, and it's just because I'm somebody who got to see it very up close and personal, probably closer than anybody. So it has been really amazing to see the transformation of this woman and how much it inspired me to do what I'm doing now. So Rack used to be a server at Buffalo Wild Wings and she worked there for like six years, 
something like that. And um, during that time, she had rediscovered her love for hair. Now, she had done a beauty school at a, uh, once she had left high school. And from that point, had gotten her cosmetology license, but hadn't done anything with it. Um, was kind of just waiting for the right opportunity. But as time kind of went on, it became less of a priority. Um, she also has two beautiful twin daughters. Um, and so in the process of being a single mother trying to raise them, um, while also having a career that she wasn't able to invest in because she needed funds immediately. And that's where the job that she was working was help supplying that quick money. Um, at this time too, she was also working at the Oracle arena in Oakland and was bartending there. So she had multiple streams of income to help with being able to support her and her children. And then she goes to New York. Now she's out there in New York. She sees fashion week going on out there and it totally just rejuvenates her love for hair. So she starts wanting to get back into it. Ends up landing herself in this really great salon mood on 10th and worked her way from just being an associate starting out there to being able that now has her own clientele that supplies her to be able to live off of it where she is now pursuing her dreams. And the thing is, there is obviously this big lapse of time in between where she is now and where she was when she started. And I remember there being that point when she was getting, you know, more accustomed in the salon, building up more of her clientele. But her other jobs started to become a conflict. Reason why? It takes time. It takes space as far as energy. And you just can't give more to something else. And with being a hairstylist, it requires more of your energy. It requires you to be fully invested in your customers. And so for her, it's, okay, well, what do I do? Because in order to make that leap, I have to cut a stream of income right now. So how bad do I want this? And that girl done went and quit both Buffalo Wild Wings and Oracle at the same time. And just pursued hair all the way through. So she did that, man. And now she's at a point where she is comfortably, you know, living on her own, standing on her own two feet. You know what I mean? Despite everything that has just gone through with what I just said recently with the house. And it's been such an amazing thing to watch. Really has been. And so um, for me... Earlier on this year, I remember there was a, there was that moment when I walked into Amazon and as soon as I went to those turnstiles, I said, I don't want to be here anymore. I can't do this. And it was a shitty reality uh, because at that point, I had given years of my life to this company not realizing at the time that I invested myself into a career now the thing is 
you can have careers and you can have a passion. And your passion can definitely be your career. But the thing is, and this and I know that this mostly applies probably to musicians. It could apply to other like jobs, but I I really don't know. But I know for musicians particularly, this is where things get very tricky. I had this silly premonition that as a musician, I could work a nine to five regular job that would supply me enough income to not only, you know, be able to afford my own expenses as, you know, an adult, um, but also could this help uh, finance my music career? Thinking that I could do both full-fledged. But again, there comes a point. And for me with Amazon, it was the moment that I went into management. Where you invest yourself into a career. At that point now, it is not just a job. Like this is not just something to help you with your music career. You and I invested myself into a career with Amazon. And unknowingly, really, because... I should have known that. I definitely should have known that. So I'll, I'll totally blame that on a lack of common sense for sure. But I really did have that silly premonition that going into management with Amazon, I could still somehow do music and be fulfilled by it. And I could have if I was content with music just being a passion. If I didn't want to make music my career then there would have been no issue with the way things were. But clearly the fact that I was getting physically ill walking into this career now made me realize that I had invested my energy into the wrong company. And I mean, well, sorry, I shouldn't say the wrong company, but the wrong line of business. All of my work reputation right now is warehouse management. I mean, there's retail management too, but I was like 19. That shit for me doesn't really count too much, but can if I want. Um, but yeah, it's it's primarily warehouse management. There's nothing I can do with music where I can force that warehouse management experience in it. Trust me, I've tried. I've been working on months for that. Um, and I think that's why I grew so physically ill was because I had to sit there and go, oh my God. Like, I always said it was stupid to be the person who has to put your, all your eggs in one basket. I wasn't going to sit there and 100% commit to music and only music because it seemed stupid. It was like, why the hell would you do that? The thing is, you go into a desperation mode when you do that. You end up taking deals you don't want. You end up not thinking things completely through before saying yes. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you just end up making mistakes. I would rather feel like I'm in control the whole entire time. And the only way I can do that is if I am financially stable all while trying to do music. So as I'm creating this plan as far as like what I'm going to do for, you know, a career, because I had just moved out to Citrus Heights at this point. I had just moved out to Citrus Heights, just moved in with Mitch. And the first day that I start at that new building, I go, I don't want to do this anymore. I literally can't. My body is not allowing me to do this anymore. And that's a scary fucking thought, dude. Like, it's a really scary thought. So you know you have to make some sort of a change immediately. And thank God for Mitch, dude, because he understood that 100%. Because 
at the time, he was doing well enough. And I mean, me and him had like our friendship got really great because of that, because we bet we definitely relied on each other. We definitely did. Because when I first got there, you know what I mean? I was the one who was more financially stable at the time um, as he was in between jobs. And then it was like as soon as he got secured in his, then it was, hey, dude, I'm going to have to step down. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it was not. uh, And that's why I say it wasn't the easiest at all, you know, and. um, And then with the house coming into play right after that as well. It definitely put a lot of financial, emotional, (laughs) fucking even physical burden on me. Um, And so I just sat down one day and I was like, well, what's going to make you happy? (laughs) Because right now you are not happy. There's nothing right now you're happy with. So what's going to make you happy? And that's when the whole idea of music becoming my career. The thing I had to establish was income. How do I make my income reach a consistent state compared to what I was making when I was in management with Amazon? That's my first goal. Of course, you know what I mean? Because you got to work up to levels. I, I I feel like what a lot of people... Because I feel like this is what I did. Working as a manager in Amazon and thinking that I can commit to music full-time was completely foolish because realistically, what am I banking on? I'm banking on one of my fucking songs to go viral. Clearly. Because I can't invest the time and effort. It's not like I'm going to sit there and market it like um, aggressively and being able to put out so much content because all my time is going to be invested. I was working like 60 hours a week, four days a week only, but sometimes even five. Hell, I've worked six days in a row, seven days in a row. I've done it to where it's like, you know, we've worked multiple fucking days and thanks to fucking, you know, like state laws where salary doesn't fucking matter. You can just work for days on end. And the thing is, man, like investing all those hours and shit like that in, in, into a career, you don't have time to invest that into your passion. That's why your passion can't become your career at that point. You can't have a career and make your passion your career. If you want to make your passion your career, you have to move the career completely out the way. And that was like the most devastating thing for me to learn because it felt like I had wasted so much time, but I'm glad I did it because the business mindset that being that being a warehouse manager gave me that, that like information I was able to extract out and move over into this plan to make my passion now my career. It was like all the business sense and things that I learned because I learned a lot about like logistics and working with like the delivery stations and stuff and being able to supply products and how supplying those products generate a profit for you. 
And of course, just like any other business, you have to think about how you package it. You have to think about how you distribute it. You have to think about how you market it. You have to think about all those things. It's the same thing when it comes to being an artist. Okay, so I have to generate multiple streams of income. That's what I've established now through music. Because in my head, when I was career, when I was working on a career, but pursuing my passion on the side, I had this stupid notion that, okay, I'm not going to lie, guys. I just drew a blank right now. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, but no, I just had this like stupid thought that like streams could be your only income when it, when it came to music. I, I don't know why that was my, that, that was my thought was if the streams are there, I can live off this shit. And the thing is, I mean, I guess technically you could if you were like, like a really big artist. And even then it's like those streams aren't necessarily enough. One thing I had to learn was the actual amount of income from the streams. It's okay. Well, what's a realistic amount of plays that I have to get in order to generate a significant amount of money? And when I started looking at those numbers, and especially once you start looking into um, different like streaming sites, you start to see the payouts are different on each one, right? Like what Spotify pays out is substantially less than Apple Music um, and Tidal, which Tidal pays the absolute most out of every streaming by like a large margin, dude, like a huge margin. Um like the amount of money that could be that could be made for an artist through title is phenomenal. It's a great platform. The problem is it's a platform that nobody wants. And it's really shitty because all the artists were really invested in it at one point because it was their strike against Spotify because Spotify wasn't paying you shit for your streams. And so everybody went crawling to title with Jay-Z when he funded it basically like as like a big fuck you to Spotify. Spotify stood their ground the mass stood with them <laughs> and all those artists jumped ship from title and went back to Spotify because again, like the, the stream number doesn't fight. I mean like the amount doesn't matter, I guess, to the artist if the stream numbers aren't there. Um, and so that's just kind of how that ended up going down. But for an independent artist, you know, somebody coming like newly into the game, it could be such a pivotal tool because if I can achieve, a thousand monthly streams on uh on title a month, right? So a thousand streams a month. I would be able to have a like a a really good side hustle already for music started. I'd have a really good foundation started as far as like one general stream of income. Like probably somewhere in like the five hundred, six hundred range. So you think about that. And you're just kind of like, okay, well, obviously, you know, titles, a, a dead streaming site, as much as I hate to say it, cause I was such a, a benefactor for it for so long. Um, but it is a dead streaming site. And so because of that, like, it's never going to really pay out the way that it should. Um, and so you do have to invest in these other streaming sites. So it's not even like you just invest in one, right? Like your Spotify numbers can look great, but if your marketing isn't going into your other streaming sites too, like don't expect huge masses of numbers. Dude, I got my first paycheck, quote unquote paycheck for music 
this like, well, when was this? Like a month ago, I think $24 guys, $24. I'm not, I'm not bullshitting you. Um, so like just to put that into perspective for you, cause, uh, goddamn is at like 23,000 streams. Um, beneficials at like 10,000. Um, I think goddamn the music video is like close to 10,000. Like, just so you know what I mean? Like those numbers are getting up there, but even then, as you could see, that's the revenue that generates from those streams. So whereas like people could look at those numbers and be like, wow, that's good for me. It's yeah. I mean, it's a good start, but I'm not living off the shit. So we got a lot more work to do. Um, and on top of that, it's, I need to find more streams of income. That's what the Patreon's for because the Patreon, um, and I mean, I, I mean this wholeheartedly goes strictly into marketing as of right now, because until more money starts being generated from the Patreon, can it start being distributed into doing other things such as like merchandise, um, being able to, you know what I mean? Upgrade audio equipment and stuff. So my podcast doesn't sound like I'm fucking moving around in my fucking car. Like I actually am. And doesn't sound like I'm fucking starving, which I actually really fucking am, but, (laughs) and, and being able to, you know, make things as professional quality as I possibly can. Um, but that's all going to come with due time. So it's, it's being able to invest in where I can because I have to, you have to build your brand from the bottom and get it to a point where it's lucrative for you. And in the meantime, I will have to work other jobs to sustain my, to sustain living while this all starts to work out. And, um, it's a struggle, man. It really is. But, um, like I said, I'm, I'm very blessed to have had like the work history I have and, um, things like that, where it blessed me with knowledge to, help myself into making this transition. I I think that there's no time like the present for this for me anyways. Um, and when Midge brought up moving down to LA for me, it just created a whole new platform of, okay, because me, I'm a per like, I'm a people person. Um, I, I, I don't do social media. Well, not going to lie. I'm a horrible, like social media person, which is why like my posting and shit is so inconsistent and things like that. And it's like, dude, trust me. Like once I can generate enough, I'm literally going to have a person run just my social media. I want nothing to do with it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and, but it's, it's, it's a tool that you have to use and you have to be, but for me, I'm better in person. Give me in person. I'll, I'll sell, man, I'll, I'll sell you on me real fast. Sounds kind of weird to say that, but it, it's real. Like, um, I don't want to toot my horn too much, but I'd like to think that I have a person, like a pretty personable personality. Um, you know what I mean? And so when I converse with people, like I feel for them, they feel for me, there's that true, genuine connection of just humanship. It, it doesn't even have to be like, you know, kissing ass or brown nosing or, you know what I mean? Like being just overly friend, friendly or like, like sometimes it's just understanding from one human to another. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Hey dude, I may not have to live like how you live. I may not have to ever see things the way you do, man, but just know, I, I, I respect the fact that you're living. And sometimes when people just feel that kind of just genuine, like love and respect, you know, then, like people open up, you know what I mean? People talk and it's like, you know what I mean? You leave, you leave an impact on people. And, um, 
I'd be lying if I if I were to say I don't know that I, I, I do that. Um, so being able to move down to LA and being able to now form my like kind of connections with these people, I've already started to see blessings coming my way. Opportunities that I could potentially see presenting themselves very, very soon. Um, and I'm going to seize every one of those. So hoping that those can also generate multiple other streams of income. I don't care how many streams of income I, I will need. <laughs> I will, I will generate as however many streams of income I possibly need to equate to the amount of financial stability that I need. But I just know for the basis of music, my Patreon mixed with the streams are and the merch, which if you guys haven't seen the Tino Killed It podcast t-shirts, that's because I haven't posted them yet. And that's my fault because your boy been lagging like fuck. So go ahead, make sure you guys follow me on Instagram at Tino Killed It. So that way, once I do get them posted, you guys will be able to see them. Um, but getting more merchandise uh, also made as well. And having those streams of income coming in. Um, and that's just the basics for an artist. Do you know what I mean? Like for an artist, if you're not at least starting with those, then you're not really building your foundation. You know what I mean? Because you have to build your connection with these people, man. And every person who has reached out to me on account of like music, um, the podcast, uh, battle rap, anything I've, I've been so like reciprocating, of all their energy and everything that they bring because it, you know what I mean? It's super appreciative of my work. You know what I mean? Like I put a lot of effort into this shit. You know what I mean? I put a lot of creative thoughts and like my own just mental energy into my music because it's my passion and it's what I love more than anything in this world. Like I can't explain to you guys the fulfillment I get out of, you know, creating a song, a project, like, etc. being able to create entertainment, of any sort for the general masses and people reciprocating that is the most fulfilling thing I could ever ask for. So like when I have people just totally like engaging with me on that level, of course I'm going to engage back and people are, you know, kind of drawn back by it. I, I don't, and I don't know really why that is. I don't know why people would think that I'd be on some sort of like level where I would think differently. <laughs> um, but at, at the same time, it, you know what I mean? Once I can form those connections with people directly, that's when the bigger opportunities start to present themselves. And I've seen those on a lot of different cases where um, I've been out and about with uh, my other dear friend, Cam, um, a.k.a. Remedy, who, a.k.a. Fly Richie, a.k.a. just... The limey bastard. Um, he said it, not me. I know. I'm sorry. That's a derogatory term. I shouldn't say that, but it was it was his lyrics. I'm sorry. Um, but <laughs> but um, no. But speaking of which, he is going to be on the show next week for you guys to come back with another one of his great stories on our shenanigans, I guess as we call it. Um, so definitely make sure you guys are tuned in for that. But something else that um, I do want to say is just uh, 
when it comes to my passion and making it my career, I think the most important thing for me, though, is making sure that my passion doesn't get lost into the career and to the point where my love for it is now gone and it's just a job. Um, and that's something that I'm, I'm trying to be very cautious of. And it's why I'm glad that I'm putting myself more focused and more in the zone with, um, music because I, I want to be able to have control of my content and I want, and I want to be able to, um, always keep that interaction with my people. I, I feel like there comes a certain level with, uh, musicianship and, you know, stuff like that and fame where you get, you get to a point where it it gets too big beyond a point where your fans just become one big mush of people. Like how could you possibly form individual connections when you have millions of like fans, man? Like it's tough. Um, you know what I mean? Cause half the world's always going to hate you too. So, uh, I, I wouldn't want to be on that level, but that's why it's, it's more of goals at a time. I know if I could, if I could set a financial stability with music to make it my living, I'll go for more if I feel like I, I need it or if I feel like I desire it and I feel like I, I could obtain it. But I think past that point, as far as fully chasing it to try to like make it to where it's even beyond that, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, one thing that, you know, Rack constantly asks me is, you know, what do you want out of music? And that's why I say, I just want to be stable. <laughs> I just want to be able to live my life normally and, you know, fulfilled free and, and be able to do my career slash passion and just love life every day. Right. I, I, I would love to not wake up and dread what I would have to do that day. Oh, God, I got to go perform this fucking show today. I've never said that a day in my life. I fucking love that. Hell, even battles that I've been unprepared for, I have been super stoked for the events nonetheless and still kind of seeing what was going to be my outcome of it all. <laughs> so um, it's definitely like it's in my blood, man. It, it it really is. This shit is super like it's super stuck with me. Um, But yeah. I I just think that for us to try to say that I I don't know and maybe I might have been the only person who thought that maybe I might have been the only person who thought you could work a regular nine to five and invest in a career with that and still be able to be a full time musician I it's just funny because when I say it out loud now it sounds so stupid you know um but I don't know. Hopefully I'm not the only one who feels that way. But either way, yeah, fuck it. So to close out shows from now on, um, I want to start doing a segment called Vaulted Verse. Um, and this was actually an old Facebook series that I had started. Um, you guys could find it on my Tino Killed It page on Facebook. 
um, where these were old songs that, you know, you don't release or anything like that. Because as artists, that's what we do a lot. We trash a lot of material because it doesn't work with a project or, you know what I mean, whatever, for whatever reason. We we can't get the beat anymore or, like, some shit. Um, and, I mean, even when that happens, like, I feel like it, there's a lot of creativity in what we put in that stuff. Especially because, like, you know when you guys go back and look at some of the shit, you're like, oh, damn, that shit was hard. You know what I mean? So it's like... Um, I just feel like this is a good way to just like let people know the shit that I didn't release, <laughs> even though this is technically like releasing it, right? Anyways, here's the first vaulted verse. They want to know if I still got it. Irv Gotti, a track. It's straight murder derived from the ink. The light that I seek, I'll find at my peak. Awaiting life's riches, like that shit ain't gonna arrive at my feet. I tried to rethink the strategy, develop a skill. To maneuver through the new ways, remembering still my mind works different. Verse hitting for wordsmiths to tell these rappers break a leg like Anderson Sill. The chances you will is too tragic. Move past it, I will. News flash, the dude's magic. Vanish at will, cause it's a new me. But the old me lingers. Fuck you, don't get the point that I'm shooting with both fingers. Pow, how's that? Oh, now it's all rap. You were singing in your songs and now you just crawled back. What's that? It's rap from boom bap to trapped and sprinkled in some R&B for the bitches that y'all smash. Who am I? The artist you pretending to be. Head in the clouds, but well grounded. Just planting the seeds. My stamina be enough at Pamela Anderson Lee. It's just big pimping. Hoping to build and stand on your feet. <laughs> Tino Kilded signing off from another episode of What the Fuck Am I Doing With My Life?